0: to Revelation chapter 18, we'll be reading from verse 1 through 24. Revelation chapter 18, beginning with verse 1. And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. And is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her my people that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. How much she hath glorified herself, and liveth deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her, for she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication... And live deliciously with her, shall bewail her, and lament for her, when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Standing afar off, for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones, and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet, and all fine wood and all manner of vessels of ivory, and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble, and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariot, and slaves, and souls of men. And the fruits that thy soul lusteth after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. And saying, Alas, alas, that great city! that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches is come to naught. And every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea, stood afar off, and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads, and, cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. We have titled today's message, Come Out of Her, which is taken from the fourth verse of this text. We will review what it is that God wants His people to come out of and why. There's a lot of confusion in our world about what the Bible means when it talks of Babylon, and theories abound about Babylon. Many are teaching that we are to separate from other Christians that various churches or denominations make up Babylon, and that God expects us to come out of them. Such teaching is inconsistent with our Lord's prayer for all His people to be one, and that the world would recognize His people by their love one for another. So let us begin with a review of what the Bible means when it speaks of Babylon. In some places, it's speaking of the ancient city and country which ruled the world in the time of Daniel. Then in other places, it takes the oppressive and tyrannical methods of rule of ancient Babylon and uses Babylon in a figurative way to represent the opposite of the church. As the church is represented as the bride of Christ and the city of God, So Babylon is used to represent a harlot woman and the city of Satan. The church is the light of the world. Babylon is the darkness of the world. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of righteousness and peace and joy. The kingdom of Babylon is a kingdom of sinfulness, turmoil, and grief. Why would God want his people to come out of Babylon? It seems obvious to me, That no one in their right mind would choose to be ruled by an oppressive and tyrannical king when they could be ruled by a king of love, righteousness, and peace. So how is it then that Satan is able to get so many into his kingdom? Remember, his kingdom is a kingdom of darkness. To start with, he keeps it dark so that people can't see or understand what they're really doing. He confuses their minds and lies to them with a constant barrage of lies until they have no ability to recognize the truth. He appeals to their emotions and shows pictures of grandeur in their minds to conceive them, to convince them that committing sin will somehow enhance their lives and make them feel good. He hides from them the truth of the consequence of sin and the damage that it will do to them. God wants His people to live in the light, to understand the consequences of the choices they make, and the beautiful rewards of living a righteous life. God tells us with the first commandment what He expects of us and why. In the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 6. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. God says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Your God does not want to share you with any other. He wants you to be faithful to Him, and He is faithful to you. He chose the pure woman and the harlot woman as figures to illustrate to us the difference between His church and the church of Satan. A pure woman keeps herself for her husband. She will not have sexual relations with any other. She will be faithful to her husband. A harlot woman gives herself to whoever will buy her. She will have sexual relations with anyone. She has no concept of what it means to be faithful. The pure woman represents the city of God. This is a city of people faithful to God. They will keep themselves pure and only serve and obey God. They will not yield to the powers of darkness to commit sin. They search for the truth. They live righteous lives by choosing the right way day by day. They resist temptations. They rely on the leadership of their Lord to lead them into the light and truth of their actions. They put their faith and trust in God and know that by living the life He directs, they will be rewarded with the best possible life. Theirs is a life of righteousness and peace and joy in spite of circumstances and situations that come their way. The harlot woman represents the city of Satan. This is a city of people who are unfaithful to God and to each other. They indulge in sin and hide it in the darkness of lies. They reject the truth and convince themselves that they are having a great time getting sick, wasting and ruining their health. They have no power to resist temptations. They rely on the lies of the devil to get them out of trouble and their trouble only grows worse. They have no faith and only hope that somehow God will overlook their sinfulness. Theirs is a life of sinfulness, debauchery, turmoil, and grief. They are constantly casting up dirt and mire, as Isaiah tells us in the book of Isaiah, chapter 57, verses 20 and 21. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. As ancient Babylon took prisoners by military conquest and made slaves out of them, so figurative Babylon has taken prisoners by waging a war of words against the truth of God's word and enslaved them. God's word is truth, and every word that teaches contrary to it is a lie. God is truth, and Satan is a liar. Jesus said that he is the father of lies. John chapter 8, verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. We don't have to look very far to recognize that multitudes of our people have been captured by Babylon and enslaved in the kingdom of darkness. It's clearly evident by the way that they live, their their lives filled with sin. Our world is filled with wicked people and wicked devices, and they are constantly casting up dirt and mire. They are troubled and filled with turmoil and cannot find rest. The condition of multitudes in our time is pitiful, and all because they have allowed themselves to be captured by Babylon. God wants you to know that you don't have to live such a life one more hour. He is casting Babylon down and setting free every soul that will repent of sin and take Jesus Christ as their Lord. Our text tells us that Babylon has become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Jesus told us in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 43. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, and findeth none. And then in Matthew chapter 13, talking about the parable of the sower, verses 3 and 4. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. And then in verses 18 and 19, he gives us an explanation. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Unclean spirits cannot find rest. They work as hateful and unclean birds to snatch away the word of God. The word of God becomes the key as to whether you've been captured by Babylon or whether you have been faithful to God. Babylon allows everything. Babylon emphasizes that you are human, and that sin is no big deal. Babylon emphasizes to you to justify your sinful way of life. Babylon teaches you to live a life of unrest, filled with turmoil and strife. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the Ecclesiastic writer wrote chapter 7 verse 26, And I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets, and her hands as bands, whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her, but the sinner shall be taken by her. Yes, the sinner is captured by Babylon the harlot woman. But praise God, he that pleases God escapes from Babylon. Notice that it is he that pleases God. You know whether or not you are pleasing God by the way that you live. You know if you're doing your best to obey God and keep his commandments. You don't need me to tell you that. You know that. You know if you have chosen to press your way into the kingdom of righteousness and peace and joy of the Lord. Babylon is not a literal place. It is a figurative condition in your heart. You can be in the midst of godly people and in the best possible church building and be in Babylon. God is calling his people out of her. Come out of her, my people. Or in other words, come out of that condition. Our text in the fourth verse, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues, for her sins have reached unto heaven. So how do you come out of Babylon? You come out of Babylon by repenting of sin, confessing your sin, and forsaking it. As long as you allow any sin to control you, you are in Babylon. Jesus taught us in John chapter 8 verse 34, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Servant of sin, slave of sin, prisoner of sin. Therefore, if you cannot help but commit sin, you are a slave or a prisoner to sin. Our lesson today is letting you know that God is casting Babylon down and calling his people out of her. You do not have to be destroyed with the sinful city. If you will come to Jesus and trust Him, He will deliver you from every power and control that the devil has on you. Jesus has all power, and He will set you free if you will come to Him. Matthew 6 and 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Listen to the voice of God calling. Come out of her, my people. God is calling you to reason with him. Isaiah chapter 1, verses 10 to 20. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I delight not in the blood of bullocks, or of lambs, or of goats. When ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand, to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. And why is that? Your hands are full of blood. You've been enslaved by Babylon, you've been deceived by the devil to live sinful lives. So here's Isaiah's message Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doing. From before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Notice that he said cease to do evil. He didn't say quit most of the evil. Cease means quit 100%. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the lamb. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Come out of her, my people.